This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by our patron, Abe. Thank you, Abe. And thank you, everyone who joins us at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Do it. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Warhammer Dark Omen, which is a real-time strategy game developed by Mindscape and Games Workshop and published by Electronic Arts for the PC and PlayStation in 1998. Yeah, and this is an executive produced number. Thank you, Abe. Thank you, Abe. This is the first Warhammer thing I have played. It's it's my second. I played the Left 4 Dead clone. Oh, the Vermintide. Yeah. So I, I played the second Vermintide hmm. uh, for a little while. Like it's, a, it's boring. It's like a little grindy. You grind up for loot. Yeah. You get drops. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's got that nonsense to it. But it, it's. I think that it has the same kind of um, trash metal aesthetic. Yeah. That, you know, is, is the appeal of mm-hmm. Warhammer. I also think Iron Kingdoms, which is uh, mechanically my current favorite tabletop game still uh-huh. uh, for tactics. I think that is a spinoff of sorts. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You've talked about um, Iron Kingdoms as, before, like as a, uh, as a stand in for D and D um, on like yeah. tactical, like, you know, obviously it's individual battles instead of gigantic units, right? Yeah. 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 It's, it's D and D parties, but it's got really nice like tactics gameplay as opposed to strategy gameplay. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so that is, that has been my exposure and this is a weird, you know, uh, as much as like, I don't, Neither of us like this, right? <laughs> the, uh, Just going to get this out here. It's a little bit like uh, if 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 somebody grew up uh, and spent most of their time playing like modern baseball, you know, with like mm-hmm. the bats and the gear and stuff. And then it's kind of like we're just uh, OK. And, and, and now go to Williamsburg and play stickball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of deal. It's it's kind of a different game uh, that I'm used to. And boy, the rough edges on this are really rough. And it's hard to go back yeah. without having like fondness for this exact kind of crunch in its initial iteration it's 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 yeah it's not the kind of thing we usually do yeah and it's very very hard uh after having done starcraft 2 really recently which is the friendliest mm-hmm. yeah version of this genre um but it, I, I was saying that to segue into um the people who expressed excitement about us covering this i think in general were excited about warhammer yeah more than they were this specific game mm-hmm. and that charm came through Okay. For me, yeah. um, the idea like, they were just like, "Oh man, this shit slaps!" Mm-hmm. Like I was laughing out loud at the like, <laughs> you know, going to Sylvania to fight Lord Vampulon, <laughs> yeah. you know, and his Draco knots. Like the, the, the just nonsense. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, melding of real life stuff, uh-huh. uh, you know, real, real life horror. And then this, this just like real charming, mm-hmm. janky homemade lore feeling stuff that all worked on me. Like yeah. I got to the point where I was just like really appreciating the cutscenes in this. It was so dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in terms of skeletons that show up in cinematics, <laughs> like best in class, like it, it, it does a lot of really good shit with that. I just didn't like the battles very much. Even yeah. though I can intellectually appreciate them. Yeah. No, uh, it was just not my type of game. The, 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 this, I mean, this opens with a supercut is basically a cum shot, uh, compilation, <laughs> but for skeletons yep. erupting from the earth. Yeah. Raise me. <laughs> and then necromance me. Bring me back to life. Until I come. Uh, it's just kind it's one of those things, right? Because a lot of a lot of fandoms, uh, they they get kind of prickly. Uh, for you know, like if you say, "Hey, like the thing that I like is you know is is stupid," you know, I'm thinking of mm-hmm. uh, like uh, Star Wars, right? You know, there are people yeah. who take that very seriously, and I think the people Humorless who are dorks. Yeah, humorless dorks. I I get the sense that people who like Warhammer for the lore aspect of it are not especially hum- humorless by I, and large. I hope, not. I hope not. Yeah, because it, it, it's real. So it's goofy on the face. It's meant to uh-huh. be goofy. If yeah. it's not meant to be goofy, then this is the most Dermot shit that's ever been. But I, I like to think that it's it's meant to be a little goofy. Yeah. And in that case, like it, like I was like, man, I'm not going to like rush out to my local bookstores, you know. Yeah. The, the gaming shame corner and start buying all these novels. But I could imagine, you know, I don't know what the pathway for me to get into Warhammer lore is. That isn't me engaging in a Warhammer game property. Right. Which like right now we're batting, you know, pretty low other than Iron Kingdoms, like mm-hmm. the video games I played based on. It, I haven't liked that much, but I was like, I, I, I understood the appeal of the world. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there, 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 there's a there's a tone to it that also, you know, uh, we talked about we talked about Blizzard, we talked about Starcraft. And I think that very openly uh, Warcraft was like specifically designed, I think, initially to be uh, a Warhammer uh, licensed game. And when they didn't get it, mm-hmm. they just said, well, well, we'll just we'll just kind of do our own thing. That's kind of exactly like that. And yeah, thus, yeah, and then the Warcraft and the Starcraft, their goofy tone, I think, also comes from this to a certain extent, right? Yeah, but they also want to make you feel emotions. Yes, and I, I think that the only thing this thing wants you to feel is like fuck yeah, like yeah. Yeah. You know, the other thing, uh, just getting disclaimers out of there, is that I didn't beat this honest. I cheated. Yeah. Uh, this game is really hard. I ended up having to cheat to beat it. I don't feel great about that, but. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about, I think there's value in talking about kind of what drove that decision because this game has a really unique uh, perspective in terms of how to handle an RTS campaign. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I admire, uh, but do not like. Yeah, it is. Um, it, and, yeah. it is not something. This is one of those things where I can definitely say my my decision to you know to cheat to give my guys more experience to make them more survivable was out mm-hmm. of interest for beating it for the show. Because before yes. I was doing that, I was restarting battles a lot in order to end it in a better position. Yeah. Yeah. So we will get into that, but if you want to take away my gamer license, yeah, that's what happened. You know, if this had been 1998, I was 18 year old Gary, and this just came out, <laughs> I would have just powered through and probably ate it up. Yeah, uh, as 41 year old Gary, I just not even for work stuff with the show. Like I'm very head on assignment play. Yeah, it wasn't a time pressure thing. It was just a, a you know, how much fun. I was having. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and this is also like an infamously hard game, even among fans. Like that's the thing that you see about this is like, oh yeah, yeah. it's really unforgiving. 
yeah, it's 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 a really fucking tough game. <laughs> um, it's a direct sequel to another game. There's a game before this called Shadow of the Horned Rat. Uh, and that uh, game, we, they have a continuity of character here. Cap, uh, Commander Morgan Bernhardt, yes. uh, who is incredible. <laughs> um, there's a weird thing where uh, every character gets kind of one note for all their deliveries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there, there's like this living embodiment of like snide derision mm-hmm. that somehow is a master and commander. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I love Commander Bernhard. Yeah. Uh, I love his voice performance. It's so dorky. I love his design, his like sullen guy who works at a GameStop design. Mm-hmm. Just, like he he's just like, he does not look like a he's got the real silly goatee and the scowl and it's, yeah. it's good stuff. Hairline's just a little too straight. Yeah. Uh Ber- yeah. Ber- Ber- Bernhard is great. Uh the the entire the entire coder commander cuts his own hair. <laughs> I save money that way and put it into my coffers. The grudge bringers want for nothing because of my haircuts. I cut the hair of all the grudge bringers. Come to me and I will give you the burn hot cut. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's him. He, he got a magic sword in the previous game called the Grudge Bringer, and his whole crew mm-hmm. is called the Grudge Bringers. Uh, you're called into service by uh, by Emperor Franz uh, to stop this uprising of the undead in the south. There is uh, there's unrest at the borders. Yes. Uh, the game is several battles. Uh, there are cutscenes in between and then breaks where you manage your army. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of do army management. Uh, the meat of the game is battles. These are done overhead on a 3D map. Um, the player, you, what you do is you command units, so not individual soldiers, but like groups of soldiers, mm-hmm. uh, which you have a deployment phase, and you can place those within like kind of a bounding box, uh, yeah. similar to like uh, in pool, how when you scratch, you know, you get a zone you can place the uh, the cue ball. Yeah. You have a small zone you can place your dudes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and something that really stuck out to me, even when I sat down to play the tutorial of this, you know, I'm more familiar with Warcraft, did a little bit of not Age of Empires, but Age of Mythology. Um, I know Command and Conquer is similar. Those are a little bit more actiony as far as like real time strategy strategy games go. Uh, this mm-hmm. is much slower paced than that. We have battles taking place on kind of a grander scale. Things are not necessarily as you know responsive because you are moving whole regiments around, right? Yes. Yeah. It it does it and it changes the tactics you use, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, which is something I like about the game if it wasn't so punishing. Yeah. Like there are classic tactics that you have to use in this. This requires more tactical thinking early on. Yeah. Uh, death ball is not an option of this. This is a much more <laughs> traditional strategy kind of thing. Yeah. Eventually um, you get so wizards can, who act like hero units and that changes that a little bit. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. And you, you kind of get a little taste out of the beginning with the, uh, the grudge bringer sword, mm-hmm. um, you know, but that, and that ends up being just crazy powerful. Yeah. Uh, and absolutely, uh, you know, and that, that's a double edged sword as well, which we'll talk about, like if your wizard dies, <laughs> you just restart because you know, you're just fucked. Yeah. Um, these individual uh, kind of squadrons are made up of individual soldiers. Uh, they move, attack, charge. They can fire at range depending on what they're at or what kind of uh, unit they are. When two groups uh, clash, the battle plays out between them. And individual soldiers are modeled. Yes. Right? So you have a unit and it's like made up of 10 little dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, you can lose three of them. 
yeah. of that unit. It, it's it, it's down to the individual soldier level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the, 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 the body count on the unit itself acts as a proxy for the health of the unit uh, as it stands. Yes. Right. Um, and death isn't the only way to be defeated. So, you know, if a, if a unit is cut down too much, if a regiment is cut down too much, either uh, friendly or a foe, um, or if there is some kind of fear or morale problem caused by fighting a spooky, uh, spooky mummy, um, yeah. or, you know, uh, just say you, you killed a bunch of my guys. Yeah. Um, uh, units, regiments will be routed, uh, and they will, you know, outside of your control, um, turn and flee automatically, uh, either, mm-hmm. uh, until they are safe for enough time, uh, or until they leave the map. Uh, and this mm-hmm. is the, the, you know, this is a big deal. You're going to route more units. You're going to route more regiments than you actually kill. Yep. Uh, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's, uh, it's, it's realistic. You yeah. know, nobody wants to die. It's always very silly that like <laughs> I send my peasants out to just distract somebody and then just go off to die. More walk then? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, if one of the units is entirely killed, like all the soldiers are gone, that unit's lost forever. Mm-hmm. And the strategy, like strategy is super important in this. Um, you have to position your units, uh, attack in like these advantageous ways. So we're thinking of things like flanking and mm-hmm. bringing in cavalry from the side. Yeah. And uh, the number one absolutely important thing, which is uh, ranged weaponry. Yeah. Um, archers and, uh, you know, war machines and such are so important to this. Oh my gosh. I mean, softening, softening anybody up before they get, uh, into melee is absolutely crucial. And, and that's a, you know, that's something you do, uh, in other strategy games and stuff. It Mm -hmm. is way more key in this one and more powerful. I feel like, yeah, like typically the way that they balance, you know, in a more traditional RTS, the archers, you know, they for their range, they do less damage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you do want to soften somebody up. But here, like, you know, I- infantry units fall to arrows. Yeah. Like, they don't just shrug them off. Like, arrows are, are serious business. Mm-hmm. In this. Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, at least when you are fighting orcs and goblins and stuff like that, uh, a, a problem that I have is when you start fighting the undead, That's that, that ceases to be the case. Yeah. It's one of those things yeah. where they're, like, super powerful for the first half. Uh, and then that gives way to uh, relying on magical items for the back half. As magical well as items like. and siege weaponry. And yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, a big part of that for range, uh, but even for um, <laughs> even for just regular uh, infantry and cavalry, is the fact that line of sight is modeled. Uh, there is fog of war uh, in effect, and you're not going to get far unless you can kind of sneak around. You know, make sure that you put people on the other side of trees, right? So that as they're marching mm-hmm. by, you can, you know, charge into their side or, you know, set somebody up so they can, you know, attack from up high and above. And it'll take them a while to, if they ever, if they ever get to you, take them a while to get to you. If they have to follow a certain route or you're using your, you know, archers to lure them into the, into a, an ambush by cavalry, et cetera. Any of these are tactics that you could use. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you can use them in any other RTS as well. I'm not trying to say this game invented them. No. They're just mandatory here, mm-hmm. which makes them feel feel different. Um, line of sight uh, and then also arc yeah. projectiles is modeled. Um, you can definitely shoot a cannon just through your own units. <laughs> uh, They'll let you know. Bad. They'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they'll let you know. Um, it, you know, real, real bummer. Uh, there, but then things like uh, archers being on high ground gives them greater range. Yes, you know things like that. Yeah. Um. So you 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 soften things up. That that's really uh, important. Uh. But you can't just do this willy nilly because friendly fire uh, is a big deal. Yes. 
Um, you know, you when you're using your artillery, you're using your archers, you do that when before you bring in. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like weird. Like I'm pushing little guys around on a table. Yeah. You know, as opposed, it feels like more actual battle strategy in that way. It's like it's not cartoonified or video gamified very much. Yeah. There's not like a a, a hive mind kind of thing going on. Mm. We're not Zerg. Uh, you know, in some ways, in like this is part of the charm of playing this, I think. And also part of the part of the frustration is that this is a little this has some Pac-Man 2 to it, you know? Like mm, yeah. you know, you know, just an uncharitable read would say like, Hey, the pathfinding in this isn't very good. And you have to, you kind of have to coddle, uh, the, 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 the infantry to do, you know, to do the right thing. The other thing is like, no, you, you told them to, to move here and then that's how they would move based on the, based yeah. on the terrain, et cetera. Um, so your relationship with, I think maybe not having that much input into success or failure at, 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 a, at a granular level, I think, uh, will determine your relationship with the difficulty of this game, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It felt more realistic, but to a detriment to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, for more reasons than you have the notes, I hate the interface of this game. Yeah. It's pretty bad. It, it's real clunky. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's the kind of thing that like you take for granted mm-hmm. with modern video games and like it's from 98, like we can't be too mad at it. That's a you know quarter century ago. Yeah. Right. Like that, that's, that's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but boy, oh boy, <laughs> does it, uh, it just, it struggles. It's one of those things uh, where it simultaneously gives me not enough information, but I still feel overwhelmed. Um, yeah. you know, learning how to read the screen was a pretty difficult, was a pretty difficult problem to solve and knowing like when to go into the map. So like it just, it just, it doesn't give you a lot of information. Like you can't check an enemy's like threat rating. You know, you can't mouse over a, a unit and see like a little tool tip pop up that says, all right, this is, you know, the, the, this, you know, these, um, uh, orc error, error boys, uh, there are 12 of them and there are threat level two skulls, right? Okay. Well, I yeah. want to make sure I send my threat level three skull guys at them and they're at full health, but I'm like at, you know, less than so much health, you know, or like, I want to make sure that I, you know, disengage before I hit this, you know, th- this number of people alive. It just kind of, it didn't give me, it didn't surface the stuff that I needed to act on operationally. It, I, and I, th- I feel like that was an intentional choice to, as a nod toward realism, but there yeah. wasn't a system in place to paper over it almost. Yeah. Like, I almost wish, like, I had a spy unit, and then if I got that close enough to the enemy camp, I all of a sudden got all that information. Yeah. Or something. Like, you could systematize it if you want to make that as part of, you know, part of the, the terrors of war is that you don't know what you're getting into. Yeah. And and all of this stuff is load bearing decisions that are on the big decisions, which we're, we're dancing around, which we'll get to <laughs> in a moment. But like the, the hook of this game is the thing that all of this stuff makes it, uh, makes it so difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a fantasy setting. Uh, so we have magic, um, casters gain experience. So they're kind of these little hero units. They get better spells and there's this pool of mana called the winds of, of magic. Mm hmm in this world um which is in uh, apparently in the warhammer world is like these actual like energy that flows through on a certain schedule yeah um so there are different cycles of this uh, magic being available it's basically how many magic points you get yeah um you know on a certain timer uh your magic items also will work this way your sword in the beginning uh can fire once per cycle mm-hmm uh things like that yeah um and the spells are really really important you're gonna want to be uh microing 
these guys. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of damage spells, a lot of utility spells, mm-hmm. uh, and the enemy is just as smart and uses them. So the same way the enemy can get routed, just like your guys can, you know, at least in the beginning of the game, the enemy is going to have magicians as well. Yeah. Uh, they're going to fear your dudes, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll be uh, teleporting around slightly before you're able to teleport. Uh, things of that yep. nature, right? Um, with the uh, with the casters, I ended up uh, really uh, kind of getting the most used out of um, binding spells. You know, spells mm. that would hold uh, that that would hold enemy units in place, um, or um, like the oh gosh, the bright mage was is the only one that I was able to keep a hold of. Um, he has a firestorm spell that's just like an a- AOE that you can put at a check po- at a choke point. It stays there for a good while, and it'll damage any enemy that is dumb enough to run through them through it, which is all mm. of them, right? Yes, yeah, because yeah. it's simultaneously hard, and the enemy's kind of smart, but also real dumb. <laughs> they don't know, so they're real smart, but they don't know that fire bad. Yeah, they don't know fire bad. They know how to you know <laughs> manip- like manipulate your characters into fear, but yeah. Um. So you also get magic items that you find uh, during battle. Uh, you, get, you either beat a specific unit and get one, or you get it as a reward. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find treasure pickups on the map uh, or these like secrets within structures on the map. Yeah. Um, and magic items are very useful. They typically kind of do a spell effect, but other times they just give you a bonus. Yeah. So. Um, so you're managing all this. You're allocating those magical items um, and uh, restocking your uh, regiments uh, in mm-hmm. this management section in between the battles. Kind of like this uh, this parchment spreadsheet, this ledger that you have uh, where you take the gold that you won during missions, uh, specifically by doing well during missions, um, and spend that to um, uh, recruit new soldiers or to upgrade your units. Yes. Uh, when you upgrade them, they're more durable, uh, but this is, they're expensive to replace because that's money. Mm-hmm. You get the magical items. And this is where the hook of the game is, yeah. where this is a consistent uh, RTS. You are playing the whole campaign. Um, <laughs> the individual missions are not really instanced. This is um, literally a campaign. Right. Like in the yes. in the like in the actual army sense, which is a series of battles along the path toward a particular goal. You know, there was there was the Pacific Theater and like the island hopping campaign. And if you you know, if everybody dies and you're behind on one, you're going to be behind the the eight ball on most of them that follow unless you are incredibly lucky. Yep. It's it's a system where uh, it reminds me of many board games. Yes. Right. Uh, It does the thing that is a specific you know, bugbear of mine. I'm not going to go as far as to say it's always bad design, but a bugbear of mine, which is losing without knowing you lost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you, uh, I've made this mistake here and that's the small domino. And because of this mistake, you know, early on, I'm like, it's fine if I lose a wizard. Mm-hmm. And then several battles later, I can't <laughs> really gain any traction yeah. because I lost that wizard. Yeah. I'll, I'll be able it's, to, I'll, I'll be able to stop by a tower and recruit a wizard before the next time. No, no, there are three of them. You know, yep, if you're lucky. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, you know, as your your units, if you do badly on a mission, if you do great on a mission, great. Yeah. You got a bunch of money. Um, your units are in pretty good shape. So you can bulk them up and you can improve them. Mm-hmm. If you do poorly on a mission, you get less money. Um, the You are less able to recruit your units, which means you are more likely to do poorly on the next mission, etc. Yeah. It is a consummate poor get poorer, rich get richer. Yeah. Uh, arc and the idea here i think the the best thing this could do is you have a bad battle and miraculously you you bounce back mm-hmm. 
Um, through your brilliant strategizing, you actually managed to make the best of a bad situation and start rebuilding slowly and get this kind of like bad news bears. Yeah, built your momentum over back. the course of a couple of battles. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's the ideal outcome. Uh, that doesn't happen though. No. <laughs> um, what instead happens is you just slowly grind yourself into dust and then have to replay a lot of the game. Uh, yeah. I restarted uh-huh. so many missions knowing that this was a, a factor because I was terrified of being a dead man walking, you know, yep. and trying to figure out, you know, like I'd rather redo this battle now than, you know, two days from now get to a point where I'm like going back through each of my saves and figuring, am I fucked here? No. Am I fucked here? No. Am I fucked? <laughs> trying to yes. find the point. So it's just like, it, it just, I, I know I could do better here. You know, there's a mistake that I made. There was this super powerful monster unit waiting in the wings. I didn't expect them to come from the South. I expected them to, you know, to come from the North. I end up replaying it, not um, as a responsive tactician, but as somebody who basically used his, um, knows in, the future. Yeah. You know, so I, I have my little scryer, which is just a version of me that runs this scenario, like fucking Dr. Strange, yes. you know, Katana zero. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, but for, for a slow strategy game, yep. you know, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a, it's a real bummer because it, it's, it's a nod towards verisimilitude. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that you have this campaign, but the fact that you have to restart things so often and have the level knowledge is like the least realistic thing that could happen. Yeah. You know, like oh, I've done this battle several times and that's why this, you know, Prince of Persia style, this, the canonical one is the one I won. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's really contrary to what it feels like it's going for. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't save in battles. Nope. Um, you save between battles and battles are pretty long. Mm-hmm. You know, in this, especially like as you get to the mid late game. Yeah. So it it is a big psychic weight to restart that feeling of like, I didn't do well enough. I may as well just give up now. Mm-hmm. I, I can at least favorite gaming feelings. I can conjure in my mind the person for whom this friction is the draw. But that person is not me. This friction yeah. is too much. This does not this does not light me like a match. It grinds me to a stump. Yeah. Yep. I didn't, uh, and there, there are things there, you know, less somebody, you know, leap out of the bushes and call, call me either of us a hypocrite. There are things where this works. Yeah. Right. So like, um, for example, um, there are survival horror games that are like this. Yeah. You can, Uh, you you know, know, end up in Resident Evil Code Veronica totally fucked if you don't know that Chris is coming through. Yeah. Or, or just even Resident Evil one, you use too much ammo early on. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can be kind of fucked off because there, there's a limited amount and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So you do uh, replay. Uh, it's not as harsh as this. and It's not as on long as long a timeline. Yeah. As this is. Um, and this, I, as far as I can tell, this is the hook. This is the 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 interesting and new thing this game does. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just one of those things where something is new and novel and respectable, but maybe not worth doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? You know, or it's just, um, it's just one of those things, right? Like, uh, you know, the, the different values. But I think that for us, if there's a choice between realism and fun, we go we go with fun. Like realism is laudable yeah. as long as it doesn't, you know, get in the way of, uh, you know, of a, um, let's see here, uh, a cohesive and integrated experience, let's say. <laughs> you know. Yes. Well, and just uh, for me, you know, I don't want to speak for you, but my specific sensitivity towards repetition yeah. or against yeah. repetition hurts this. Yeah. You know, uh, being forced to redo, you know, slapping my hands and saying, do it again mm-hmm. is not, is like my least favorite way to be punished in a game. Yeah. 
Um, there are a lot of, you know, I think it's a failure of imagination that so often ends up being the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like there are a lot of different ways you can do that. Yeah. Uh, I'm a much bigger fan of failing forward mm-hmm. than fuck you do it again. Yeah. Um, and this, you fail forward until you just can't fail anymore. Mm-hmm. And you fail forward until you're more likely to fail forward until you're more likely to fail forward. Yeah. Um, big bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and the, this, this corresponds with, uh, I don't want like a grinding thing in this where I can do no. side missions, but it would make it easier, right? Mm-hmm. Like you would get through that mission. You'd be like, okay, I'm going to go kill bandits for a little bit and get some money to re restore my people. Yeah. Uh, you can't, no. there are limited numbers of missions. Um, there are, li- so therefore there's a limited amount of gold. Therefore there's a limited number of people you can hire. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to get to the end game with enough. Yes. Yeah. All that stuff. Uh, which is weird because you are, um, you're mercenaries, right? It would make sense yeah. that you would be taking on these jobs. Now, this I understand is one of the things that makes, um, Shadow of the Horned Rat, uh, really worth playing. Like, that's something very cool is that it does take a bit more of a freeform approach and you're able to do side stuff, um, and pursue the path and or pursue the critical path in a nonlinear way, um, and mm-hmm. setting yourself up. This is, the structure of this game is very strange. Uh, it is like linear, but you can choose to say yes or no, which guides you on very slightly different paths towards the same outcomes. Yeah. And it's always the same trade off. So yeah. like, as you're going between missions, it's like a dwarf who's like, Hey, do you want to help the dwarves? And if you, uh, and then your, your incredibly German advisor is like, if you do this, the undead are going to have more time to post up. Mm-hmm. So you choose whether you help the dwarves and get like a dwarven unit and some more XP and gold, which I always did mm-hmm. because I was hard up for like getting my guys good. But yeah. it makes the next battle harder because the enemy has uh, you know time to kind of you know uh, muster. Yeah, and I, I like this choice actually. I think this that's a good risk reward. Yeah. Uh, kind of bit, but it wasn't there's the fact that they were finite, but again, yeah. I don't, I don't think it'd be better if I could grind. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to grind either. I don't know what the solution is Yeah, for this. Oh um, man. It's just yeah. another factor that makes it really hard. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the, you know, you can say yes or no to, you know, to things along the way. Uh, for me, there was something where it felt bugged there, you know, there, there were missions that like, I was just like, oh, I said yes to this. And then it acted, it acts like I said, no, or it yells at me as if I wasted time when I said no, cause we were headed to a place that were, uh, that were there. Like it, it did not feel responsive. That could be a result of the, you know, distrib- distribution, distributable that I got of this. You know, this isn't a game that is the, 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 that that is sold. However, I also um, th- that was the one that I sent to you. So I don't know how yeah. to account for like a bit of the uh, the wobbliness of that system as it came together. Yeah, it's 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 imperfect. I don't know whether it was glitched or whether it was just unclearly communicated. Yeah, and yeah. I also disclose like when we get in the the nitty gritty of this, this stuff blurs together for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I. Uh, <laughs> I did, I did as many of those side missions as I thought, but if I said, yes, I want to go help the dwarves and they just made me go fight some other guys, Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't taking notes during the context of it. (laughs) And there are so many restarts in this as well. Uh I I feel like my memory has been like I'm a thousand year old vampire kind of thing, (laughs) you know, where it's like my memories are rewriting themselves for battles in this. Yeah. All I Um, know is I'd write about getting a tank like a, like a mobile artillery unit. And I never got the tank and I, I wanted, I wanted the tank. Tank would have helped. Yeah. Tank would have been real good. Solved a lot of problems. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I like that idea uh, in, in general, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a multiplayer mode where you can play as the uh, the humans, orcs, or the undead, like an asynchronous, uh, asymmetrical multiplayer mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this game version, in the story mode, you have to play as the humans. You're always Bernhard. Um, the way this works is you get uh, little kind of miniature campaigns when you do yeah. multiplayer. Yeah. So it's um, you know, kind of mim- mimicking that, uh, you know, momentum uh, in both directions um and the uh and the multiplayer which sounds neat you know if you're sitting down for a whole night you know for a few hours to play uh, a handful of these uh a handful of these scenarios yeah 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 uh the music is fine uh the graphics are fine i think that it's kind of uh individually like a little muddy and ugly yeah yeah on things like the the train is modeled in an interesting way and eventually you get some variety there but it there's some real blah looking <laughs> Like a screenshot from this game is not going to look that impressive, no yeah. matter where you cut it from. It's going to be a little unless it's from a cutscene of a skeleton like reigniting <laughs> and doing like a awesome backflip. Yep. You know, um, uh, I want to pay special attention to the uh, uh, to, to the portraits uh, that they do the mm-hmm. uh, the polygonal animated um, lip synced uh, kind of dudes, especially during battle where like uh, you're yeah. firing on yeah. me. <laughs> Like, yeah, <laughs> little pop up. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and uh, 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 other aesthetic stuff like the you know the story feels pretty standard fantasy stuff. Ultimately, there's the, the, the there's a lich and he's coming back and you need to stop the lich from 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 You'll doing get the this three, thing. Three doodads. You do, yeah, and yep. the doodads are not what you expect them to be based on their name, right? Yeah, uh, which is you know, some doodad twists. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the story, there's so little of it. Yeah. Like the story is of this, this, uh, Grudgebringer unit where a lich came back and they went and got the three things and kicked its ass. Yep. Which I, I, my understanding is that's like, you know, part of the big Warhammer appeal is it's the, you know, the, the metal the, <laughs> through the fire and flames of a, of, of video games. Right. Or right. game settings where it's just like, yeah, we kicked its ass. Mm-hmm. Yeehaw cowboy. And then that's, <laughs> that's Warhammer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Um, I just, everyone being so goddamn extra, yeah. uh, was what made me laugh uh, yes. a lot in this. It is a nonstop, uh, Bernhard, everyone's intolerable, mm-hmm. like in real life. Uh, Bernhard just constant, like, uh, John Delancey esque, <laughs> uh, you know, sassing everyone. Just needling all the time. The, the, the first one third of this game is literally everyone being like, Bernhardt, I need you to do this. And him going, where gold plays better than blood, but blood doesn't fill coffers like gold. And saying something like that, like in response to everyone. You can pay me whatever you want, but the crows will feast either way. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Bernhardt, do you want to grab lunch? Lunch is the blood meal of the gold, but gold jingles like blood in the sky. What are you talking about, you colossal fucking weirdo? And it took me a little while to realize it was meant to be funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, there's a, there's a character in this. There's like a witch hunter character who shows up and doesn't do anything. <laughs> All he does he's, is he's ride like ahead a, of you. <laughs> he rides ahead of you to fuck things up. He like one point he he rescues a, a a damsel from an empty castle. But there's this whole like you'll call me witch hunter, well you'll call me commander, like little flirting thing that reminded me of Leon Kennedy and uh, Salazar. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. 
like these guys just kiss already, dudes. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this fucking Tumblr romance you have going on in this it, Warhammer game? I mean, it was it's it's so hilarious too because all, all of the signaling in the world is that the witch hunter general is like in on it. You know, it's like no, he's oh, not. you, you got to make sure that you zoom in on the dog, looking looking left to right, all shifty like. You know, Wait, it's a mis, it's a misdirection when I get like ambushed and shit. <laughs> yeah, and causing causing catastrophes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it's just like the guy who wrote the game, his roommate was a witch hunter and he wanted to get back at him. <laughs> like, it's, it's, uh, it, it's real petty. <laughs> really strange. And the, the wizard is hilarious. Like, oh my God. The first laugh out loud moment where he's talking about what happens if he reads the Necronomicon. <laughs> Uh, I just like like dying. Uh-huh. Like, hold up, you're, you're fucking just, pulling my leg. Yeah, you know, and it, it, it felt really good to be tricked to like I, think this was just generic fantasy when it's in fact this weird, very extra. Yeah, it's it's like version turn, of like Monty Python fantasy or something. It's like turning on Black Adder, thinking that you're gonna get a uh, uh, Downton Abbey, and it's like this yeah. guy's a fucking moron. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone is just God's idiot. It's it's just incredible. Like, yeah. It's very funny. Yeah. So I I think uh, that we're engaging with the, uh, the 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 tone of the subject subject matter at the very least in, in broadly in the spirit. If we get details wrong, please please understand we're tourists oh, here. Please. Yeah, we don't. I don't have a degree in this shit. <laughs> right. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> dude, dude, this, I, I played this in a little Vermintide. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've not done the novels. So, so d- d- just, just want to put that there. Um, I was not able to find any development detail about this. There was one podcast no, I, episode that was on a German site. Um, I, I was really surprised. This, this feels like hardcore gaming one one bait yep. to me, but yeah, there's a, there's not a whole lot about these. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a weird spring for us on the show. Cause we're doing some real obscure numbers. Yeah. You know? So, and this, this is one of the more obscure games I think we've done. Yeah, which is weird yeah, because it's a, it's a massive franchise, and this was not a small developer. No, no, no. Uh, you know, Mindscape, uh, you know, big developer on PC. Uh, they brought us the Mac Ventures, mm-hmm. you know, which I love. Um, and this game is well-received. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people really loved it, uh, you know, at the time, uh, generally. Um, it won the GameSpot's Best Game No One Played Award in 1998. <laughs> a little fun mark of shame yeah yeah so, uh, largely for the uh, the pc version yes the playstation, the, uh, version, PlayStation is version is a disaster not well thought of yeah um uh, I, I meant to fire it up fire it up just to see but i i can't imagine it's much more successful than say the you know n64 version of starcraft or the playstation version of diablo <laughs> i have such a weak spot for the nintendo 64 starcraft yeah yeah I played a lot of that uh, <laughs> but the interface you know doing an rts on a controller is not great like i know that it happens nowadays. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's a keyboard and mouse genre, I think. For sure. Uh there wouldn't be another Warhammer Fantasy game for a for a while. It took eight years. Uh there was a PSP game called Battle for Atluma uh in two thousand six. Uh although Warhammer Fantasy uh, kind of since then has kind of entered into a bit of a heyday. Uh, uh we've got those Vermintide games. They're up to, I think they're working on the third Total War game that's in the setting. Uh, which sounds yeah. neat, you know, like that, that, I think, I think basing this on the, you know, that sound engine is probably a good idea, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's interesting to me. It's intimidating, right? Yes. Like 
this could either be the first step in me like getting pretty into Warhammer shit. Because mm-hmm. like I would I would play the fuck out of the minis. Yeah, like I, that, that's that's my that's Gary bait. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm just going to be too scared off and just continue to be into the stuff I'm into now. Yeah, this it, is uh, work. I'll like browse through or like look at a like a Twitter recommendation thread. You know, like hey, start here or mm-hmm. whatever. But then I'll think ah, they're just I'd, I'd just rather read about the Forgotten Realms. I just yeah. like all, all of us are kind of locked into whatever we found in middle school. And for me, it was Forgotten Realms. So, yeah, yeah. I did, you know, how many, uh, you know, dorky fantasy universes you have in you. Yeah. Is difficult. Um, yeah, boy. Um, we're, so we're going to get into it. The ba- the individual battles we're going to be kind of quick with. Mm-hmm. Um, not because they're not that different, but because describing, you know, well, I set up my my artillery cannon, my archers. Yeah. Uh, so these guys came in, and then after they got close enough to me, I sent my infantry at them. Yeah. Uh, which is what I you know did for basically the first third of the game as best I could. <laughs> uh, is not uh, going to be that interesting. Yes. And I also want to put in the caveat that some of the I didn't take notes while playing, and I replayed missions so many times, like some of the shit does blur together. So yeah. Apologies if I get any details wrong. Yeah. On this, uh, remembering like the individual like the Battle of Helmgart. <laughs> is impossible for my brain. Yeah. At also, this point. Also, given the way that the game is structured, um, certain things are mutually exclusive. So if there's a yes. favorite mission that you were really hoping that we would get to, and it didn't break that way that I, that, that I managed to get there, um, then yeah. uh, them, them, them's the breaks. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully we did a good, you know, I don't want Abe to feel put out no. that we didn't beat this naturally. And hopefully, um, you know, we made a good enough case for why this was very difficult to actually just straight up engage with. Yeah. You know, I can, I can say with honesty, I did my best Yes, to try to, to do that. And then just, you know, and it, again, it was, I'm pretty ahead on assignment play. It wasn't a time thing. It wasn't like I blamed the job on. Mm-hmm. It was the classic. Well, if I wasn't doing this for the job, I would have just quit probably. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. You know, and you know, the option wasn't uh, do it the right way or cheat it was cheat or not do it <laughs> it's one of those things like we open saying like hey now there was like this i'll speak for myself and you can let me know if you agree but like there was enough here that was cool and enjoyable and then you know that that i was into that part you know a big part of my frustration is that those things got in the way of me you know em- embracing it whole right yeah yeah i i just kept finding myself you know the the ratio you spend so much more time in battles and restarting battles mm-hmm so the ratio between like the funny dialogue and badass skeleton content <laughs> to restarting a battle because I didn't know which way, you know, the the mummies were coming from mm-hmm. was not good enough. Yeah. For me. Uh and it's just uh, you know, in 1998, 18-year-old Gary would have had unlimited patience for that. Mm-hmm. 41-year-old Gary will die someday. Yeah. So let's get into uh, it. let's get into it. Yeah. There's a cool, um, there's a very good opening, uh, like a track mode cutscene before you get to the main menu. 
uh, showing <laughs> showing the dread king waking up in his uh, in his pyramid. Uh, this might technically be a ziggurat uh, in the middle yeah, of the desert. Oh yeah, <laughs> Ooh, give me a give me a ziggurat, baby. Give me a ziggurat. Mm. <laughs> oh, but he wakes up uh, and this huge wave of energy causes the dead to erupt from the earth. <laughs> uh, can you imagine? Oof. Like, don't talk to me until I've released a huge, huge wave of energy. <laughs> releases the dead from the earth. Um, you know, so we see the sarcophagus he's in as Lich breaks through it. He's got this green energy coming out of him. Incredible. <laughs> you know, some some best in class skeleton content going on in this game. Yeah. Um, and then we get our little uh, cutscene with Commander Bernhardt, our you know guy who cuts his own hair, <laughs> and the Grudge Bringers, who, whose hair he cuts. Yeah. Uh, they don't know what's happening in the South. Yeah. And we get our first choice here. Uh, there's a trading post that these orcs are coming to attack green, green skins. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if we stay the course and, and follow orders and go to Castle Altdorf, I help the trading post because they're defenseless. And I was role-playing my commander Bernhardt as a good guy yeah. before I got all the cutscenes of him talking about good doesn't spend like gold, but blood <laughs> does in the sand. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I didn't really know what kind of guy he was. No, I, uh, I, I did this because it's like, well, I, <sighs> I don't know. I better learn how to add before it asks me to subtract. So, yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I might as well, might as well do, do my job here. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll protect the trading post. And I robbed them. Of course, there was a big old uh, chest of gold in the middle of the town that I sent a guy over uh, to yeah, grab. It was so. there on the map. I wasn't going <laughs> you know, to, gold gonna, bleeds better than blood. Not just going to, I'm not going to leave it alone in the middle of nowhere. It'd be rude. Yeah. If you didn't take it, then one of the greenskins would take it. God, I hate that they use that word. I, I know. It's, yeah, it's, I, it sounds <laughs> racist. It does. <laughs> it's not because goblins aren't real. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's too, it's too analogous to a derogatory term used for actual persons, yeah. and I'm a fucking caricature yeah. of myself. <laughs> and they say it all the time too, yep. just like with the utmost disgust. Even though they're barely the enemy in this game. Yeah, no, like the the the, the orcs and the goblins. Like, yes, they are fighting us, or we are fighting. Uh, but they're, they're being displaced. They're being pushed into our lands. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. By undeads. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the training post battle is the closest thing we have to our green hill zone mm-hmm. here. Uh, basically, um, this U shaped kind of road here. We got goblin units at the start, uh, extra units arrive as backup partway through. So the, these battles are dynamic. Sometimes enemies will be added. Yeah. Yeah. Or you'll stumble across them, uh, kind of waiting here. I like this as a first, uh, as a first map, because imagining myself coming from shadow of the horned rat or whatever it is, uh, into this and seeing that the terrain is modeled in 3d, like right away. Uh, and kind mm-hmm. of seeing that because like, yes, this is a huge U-shaped road, but the end that the enemies start on is at a higher elevation. And there mm-hmm. is, there are uh, crossbow goblins kind of like um, right at the crotch of the U, uh, you know, pretty high up taking shots at you and your dudes will have to take kind of a circuitous route around to get them. Yeah. 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 Uh, after we take these guys out, uh, we... Klaus and Morgan. So Morgan's our main character. Klaus is an old German man who is like a longtime companion yeah. to Morgan, like an advisor mm-hmm. to him. He spends a lot of time kind of uh, Colonel Clinking. Yes. Like, Morgan, do not go over there. We need, I, I can't do an accent, <laughs> but just like, you know, uh, it, the, the undead will be able to muster mm-hmm. and you have to go, but yeah. blood is gold. And then just go do the side quests. <laughs> right. Uh, 
here he talks about how the crows eat well no matter who wins a very game of thrones yeah kind of thing a feast for crows uh they come down and eat corpses yeah uh after battles carrion by wayward son um mm-hmm. but yes uh we receive a messenger arrive saying hey uh morgan the emperor needs you back at uh back at altdorf kind of the seat of the empire here this big castle yes. where we're going to be spending a lot of time yep uh, but we find out that the orcs and goblins are attacking the lands of the border princes. Uh, there's a na- the, the way things are named in this game is very uh, first draft and little kitty in a way that wasn't charming until it was. Yeah. You know, it's the mm-hmm. border princes. Um, <laughs> so something is pushing them south. So we either can go defend the border princes or uh, go defend the tel- uh, town of Helmgart. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you can, you go to home card eventually regardless, yeah. uh, but this does make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you get a second, uh, cavalry here. Um, you get a guy who never really shows up, uh, in, uh, cutscenes. really. You just got, you just have mm-hmm. Sven Carlson, uh, hanging around, uh, with his cavalry, uh, kind of providing you, uh, with another thing to flank enemies with. Yeah. Cavalry is very useful. Yes. And that's extremely useful. It's like it, there aren't things that counter it specifically in a rock rock, paper, scissors way. It's not like the enemy is going to set up like phalanxes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cavalry are just way better infantry. Yeah. They can move very fast. No disadvantage. Yeah. They move really fast and they will just charge through infantry like nothing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which is very satisfying to Mm -hmm. be fair. Yes. Like, (laughs) um, so this is, uh, so the border princes mission here, uh, going and helping them. This is neat. Uh, this map shows up a couple of times. Uh, we're waiting in ambush kind of alongside this long straight road. That kind of runs the entire thing. Uh, the idea mm-hmm. being that, you know, this band is kind of marching through to get to a place where they're going to attack and we're going to waylay them. Yeah. So you get to set up an ambush. It's kind of setting up the, like, stealth mechanics is the wrong way, but managing the enemy's line of sight, mm-hmm. you know, to get into their back ends or their flanks or what have you. Yeah. Um, you do this. Uh, you take them all out. Um, and, uh, the part we get into the town, uh, your party's, you know, talks about how the town is very, uh, uneasy. There's some kind of supernatural fear pervading it. And we meet our fire wizard here, Luther Flamestrike. <laughs> he's dressed up like a oh. pajama Satan. <laughs> he does look like he sells, uh, candy cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or yeah. especially <laughs> spicy ham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also, it made, him being named Flamestrike reminded me of Dwight's dentist being named Crentist. <laughs> just like, your dentist is named Crentist. That's why he became a dentist. <laughs> um, your, your flame wizard is named Flamestrike? Hmm. Uh, Klaus says you, we should bring him along. He should be, he could be useful. And, I've, and of course, I want to bring him along. Obviously. What wizard. Yeah. Yeah. He's incredibly useful. Like I, 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 there was no other way to handle mummies uh, than to yeah. use his fire spells. Sling them on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we get to this town, uh, Grisberg is what it is that has been overtaken by the undead. Um, and mm-hmm. of course, we get the decision to defend them or not. It didn't feel right to leave them in the to leave them in the lurch or leave them in the lich. Uh, so we set up for a defense, uh, where you deploy into the middle of this, you know, little two street town. Um, and you're not sure which direction the undead are going to come from. You can make an informed guess that it's going to be from the, uh, uh, from the graveyard, but that might be that, that might be what they want you to think. Sure. (laughs) Risky skeletons. Yeah. Um, but they do come in from the North. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you keep your, your range units kind of back in town there and 
you know, soften them up again. That's the Omni tactic for the first half of this game. Yeah. There's a bit of a surprise there. Like for me, one of them went around the town to like the South, um, which was where I had uh, my, uh, my artillery uh, positioned. So I had to like call somebody back from the front in order to uh, protect my artillery. Cause one thing about yeah. the, uh, about the artillery specifically is if um, it's not operating with a full crew, it won't fire. Yeah. As soon as it gets attacked, it it kind of loses its crew, yeah. and it has very low defense. So if something mm-hmm. makes it makes its way to your artillery, you're kind of fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, this is where the witch hunter general shows up, and there's an implied history between this guy and Bernhardt. Yeah, um, and who, who even knows what is up with this guy? <laughs> Everyone hates him. Yeah, uh, and and he's supposed to be like a McCarthyite, like he's you know he's a witch hunter. Yeah. I was just like, who, who employs you? Like mm-hmm. the emperor is also really dismissive of your skills. Like, yeah. Did you just self appoint? There has to be a church in the Warhammer world that we're just not interfacing with in this. Yeah. Does not show up. Yeah. I mean, this. just it, it, if, if this is supposed to be Europe, then like, you know, you have, you've got the secular government and the empire and then like maybe, I don't know, is there, is there an anti-orc Pope somewhere? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Popes probably don't like the green skins. Yeah, probably. Historically. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah he, he's talking about the dead uh, rising and stuff. Uh, and they're doing, this is the beginning of their verbal, you know, call me commander, call me witch hunter, but only if you call me commander, uh, going back and forth. <laughs> yes. Nonstop. And of course, the grandiosity. I love that he says, I am the surgeon of sin. <laughs> yeah. He, he's got big dormant energy. This guy. <laughs> yeah oh man uh but he says yeah uh, i've been down here banishing all these uh all, all these heretics and what have you the undead are super thick in the south that is who is pushing the orcs north they're they're they're, they're fleeing from yeah. them so like we need to go you know like this is the first we've really got confirmation of that we need to talk to the emperor at altdorf and get a um and, and get a plan together yes the uh the the undead are trying to drive the orcs north but they're dummy thick Yes. And their asses keep clapping, yeah. providing terror and mummies to the world. Uh, when we get back to Altdorf, the emperor, who is really flat, uh-huh. uh, this voice performance is very funny to me, uh, says like, hey, you have to protect uh, the Countess uh, Leibovitz. Uh, you know, and she uh, she comes with us with this regiment of bowmen mm-hmm. with us. Always happy to have more bowmen. Yep. Anytime somebody just gave me a bunch of dudes, I was happy. Yeah, yeah. I give them shits. Bring me a tribute of dudes. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and these are bowmen as distinct from the, uh, uh, crossbowmen that we have. Bowmen mm-hmm. can actually arc, arc their shots so they can fire from behind ranks as opposed to, uh, firing through, uh, which took me a while yes. to figure out that that's what the crossbowmen were doing. They're just shooting my guys in the back, like Cassidy and <laughs> Fallout 1. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, so we're escorting her and we get to the city of Bogenhafen. Uh, we get there. The mayor approaches us. I love the like universal mayor model that they have. With his yeah. extravagant <laughs> facial hair. Burger. Like this like Bavarian Duke <laughs> that shows up. And they're always they're all played for like comedy cowardice. Yeah. Yeah. Like these guys. Just immediate turncoats. Um, he got a letter, uh, and it, it, it's a, a a threat that the undead are gonna come sack the town if they don't uh surrender the countess. Mm-hmm. Um I love the undead just sending me a letter. <laughs> like I mean they do funny. it in plans versus zombies. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Uh, we tell, we have to go to Helmgart though. And we tell him, Hey, protect the countess with your life or we'll come back and kill you because 
we are very involved with the countess instantly. Yes. There's this, I, again, it felt like there was a history there I wasn't seeing where Bernhardt was just like, it's personal. Yeah. If she dies, you all die. Yeah. And I, I had no idea where it was coming from. Yeah. It was not, uh, it was, it, it was not explained. So I just had to infer that, uh, you know, because she was the one female character that my main character would be interested in her. Yeah. 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 Um, so we go to Helmgart and this is the first really difficult mission to me. Like this is one that I redid many, many times. Uh, yeah, yeah. Helmgart's this big fortress. Basically a stand in for like Helm's deep. Right. Uh, but instead Mm -hmm. of defending it, we have to retake it, uh, because it's been overrun by the dead. Um, and boy, do the enemies use their height advantage against you. Uh, just a line of skeleton archers standing along this ridge that bisects the, uh, that bisects the entire map. And there's one ramp up that passes right by a necromancer who summons reinforcements. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a huge difficulty spike. Yeah. In this, uh, partly because you're fighting, you know, the undead. Uh, all of a sudden are you know, more undead and then also they're in a fortress like they're in a place that's designed to be defended yeah um yeah. very tricky and the big thing about fighting undead you know there are enemies like there are like legendary monster units that have like damage res- resistances and things like that but like undead units have fear so they will route your guys and you know it doesn't result in death they will run away uh, maybe they will be thinned out as they are attempting to run or they will run into unwise situations. Um, but, yeah. uh, you know, while you are waiting to while you are waiting to regain control of them, uh, you know, the enemy is pushing an advantage on you that you cannot address. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I this also took me several tries. Uh, even like I think the first time I did it, I squeaked through. Mm-hmm. And then this was the first series of battles that taught me the. You know, if you squeak through, you lost. Yes. Like a, a, a near failure is a failure. Yeah. And a a near, near failure is basically a near failure. Like it really downward spirals you. Yeah. C's do not give you degrees. They give you defeats. Yes. <laughs> C's get defeased. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's a real round down kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So um, uh, once, once you do this, we go back to Altdorf and it turns out the Countess has been kidnapped. Uh, that mayor uh, <laughs> fucked up and uh, the emperor like figures out who the counter was the last of the vampire counts Castain of castle Drakenhof <laughs> and him in castle Drakenhof uh, <laughs> very, very good to me. And the fact like, that it is, it is just, it is literally just what, like a Lisa Harkness kind of, kind of thing. It's exactly that. And <laughs> it's in Sylvania. Uh huh. <laughs> Is the other thing. Not not Transylvania, just Sylvania. Yep. It, it reminded me of like uh God, Callahan's Cross Time Saloon or something. A little like bit. We yeah. went to the, you know, <laughs> like the 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 Frankenknots from from Castle's, you know, Steinengolm <laughs> are sending creatures from the Black Lagunulon. Like yeah. it's just very, very fucking first draft kid silly yeah. in a way that was pretty funny. My, like my my version of this is like you know kind of kind of coming up was the EverQuest lore you know like, the, sure. like there there was a spooky like one of the major dungeons you would go to kind of early on um, was like a big spooky haunted house that was called the Estate of Unrest which is oh, like there, yeah <laughs> come on dudes yeah <laughs> Unrest Estate it. <laughs> uh, it reminds me I had a, a stepsister growing up and her and her uh, cousin 
uh, used to hang out. And one time I, I ran to them. She was a couple years younger than me. And she's like, we're starting a gang. And I, I was like, what's your gang called? And she said, the army. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Oh, it's just like, and it, it was the same kind of naming convention. I was like, oh, <laughs> cool. I love that. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. We're the army. <laughs> Badass. Uh, this is also a big humor part because we run into the court mage, Volkar, or Volkmar, <laughs> who shows up and, and they found the Liber Mortis, which again, just Book of the Dead. Yep. But, you know. Uh, and he talks about how uh, reading it is all scary. Like, you'll get the 13 damnations and mm-hmm. seven damnations more. Yes. You know, and all this shit. And it's I was, just incredible. I was partially damned and it twisted my soul, but I was able to untie my knots before the chamber door was blown off. The 77 chamber doors on the Tower of Terror. <laughs> and the, Yeah, it's exactly that. Yeah. And everyone has this PS1 neutral polygon face to all this. <laughs> as he's just going on and on about the different damnations that have been visited upon him and all of the explosions <laughs> it's very funny like and it's just like oh this is a funny game yeah but yeah this is this is meant to be funny like <laughs> it sucks that i spent so many times redoing that fucking tower mission yeah because this would be really refreshing if it wasn't for that yeah uh it's it, it, it's it's beautiful and it's heightened because because of the flat delivery yeah it's very funny um so in doing this stuff with the book uh he learns about this entity called the dread king which might be the reason why the undead surge has come up mm-hmm. and of our three MacGuffins. yes uh the the jewel of Morsleeb, the hand of nagash and the black grail right so we have to go take care of all these things uh and then that will win yeah. Uh, fortunately, the first of the MacGuffins lines up with rescuing the damsel, uh, with rescuing uh, the Countess Leibovitz, um, because the Jewel of Morsleib is in Sylvania, um, and it is under the possession of uh, Castain. Uh, we need to mm-hmm. uh, defeat him um, before he can turn the Countess into his new vampire slave. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, so the witch hunter general, you know, is like, uh, like I'll, I'll go ahead and, and Scott right ahead of, of you. He keeps getting to places, uh, saying he's going to accomplish it before we do. And then we get there. He hasn't done anything and yeah. never accounts for that. He just yells and at us for not gives, showing up and doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah. He just, just shows it to watch. Uh, and then Bernhard is just kind of like, we didn't have y'all hot air to ride on. Like they start making their little laffy taffy jokes at each other. <laughs> it's just an excuse for that. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Uh, first uh, mission here is the Great Forest One, um, which looks empty, but there are uh, undead troops that ambush you in these mm-hmm. mounds. Yeah, uh, this is hard. I didn't find it as hard as the last one. Yeah, it's a it's a big map, um, and uh, you know, like they will they will emerge from these mounds. I think that those are supposed to be like like copses of trees. You know, yeah. Um, it, it ends up being like a little bit maze like uh, because of the way the. Uh, because of the way the line of sight works, you end up needing to kind of buy. I, I, I did not find an elegant way to make progress without walking directly into an ambush. It was like ste- stepping on rakes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you just want to take it real slow, like yeah. one ambush at a time through this. Mm-hmm. Um, we get through this, we get to a town, we get some more uh, inventory. 
Uh, but it turns out they're undead in the surrounding hills. And the witch hunter general who showed up here before us is like, I'm suspicious. I'm going to go take care of something. And it really sounds like he's going to go raise some undead. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he's not. I'm going to go return some videotapes. <laughs> Come on, dude. It, it, yeah, it, it is the, the it's a real false uh, Chekhov's gun kind of thing here with the Witch Hunter General. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. So we continue into the uh, the Great Forest here. Uh, this was my, uh, my, my my second mission here. I was I was taking all the optional missions on this and like up until it uh, um, kind of yelled at me for doing so. And then I realized mm-hmm. I'd be yelled at either way. Um, but, yeah. uh, as we head, head into here, uh, we cross paths with this guy named Eusebio the Bleak, uh, who is a leader of a group of flagellants, uh, here in the woods. Uh, he says, Hey, there's something wrong. Can you help me and go in and go and investigate it? Uh, and so yeah. we're, uh, checking stuff out with these whip dudes. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out it's orcs and goblins. Yeah. You know? Here, but this is where when we do this, we get uh monster units, yes, in our party. Uh, I think that's real cool. I wish there had been more of this stuff, mm-hmm. like they, they don't turn out to be as useful as I want them to be, yeah. Well, no, you're you're you're, uh, fi- you're fighting the monster, like the like the monster folks. Uh, you, you, oh, yeah, you, don't, yeah, you yeah. don't get to control any of them. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking of the um, I was getting confused with the uh, the uh, the ogres, yes, that you get later. Did mm-hmm. you get the ogres? I don't think you have to. Did you get the ogre units? I I can no. I uh, no. I got yeah. one. I got like it was like a hill giant or something like that. Yeah. 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 There's ogres you get later mm-hmm. as well, but you can get little like monster unit guys here. You fight giant spiders and scorpions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which are uh, introducing the terror, the light terror mechanics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your characters. And you've also got uh, you got a shaman uh, who uh, pops around. I think this is one of the first times I had to deal with a with a teleporting caster, and I don't think my flame mage had um teleportation yet yeah they get they get teleportation before you do yeah yeah um the uh great forest battle three uh more orcs and goblins as mm-hmm. we're, we're up on this road by a river um you know and they're they're trying to split up our group yes here. yeah uh there's uh goblins who charge from like your side of the river and like will attempt to like pincer you in um, but mm-hmm. there's an awful lot of uh, cover from the town um, in the way, uh, so they can't really get up behind you as you're making your push up mm-hmm. around, up around the bend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and we reach uh, we reach a place called the Blighted Towers. Um, Klaus will tell us, hey, there are Imperial forces nearby, um, you know, ready to sack these Blighted Towers. Um, you know, we can go and uh, help them out and we may be able to uh, finagle ourselves some cannons and mortars. And so this is uh, a, a cutscene that we get here uh, where we get the undead working in a mine and one of them hits a, a, a seam of green uh, light and gas or whatever. Um, and yeah, yeah. The, the, the Dread King is here, but he, go, he, he goes away and we're here to deal with his uh, we're here to deal with his forces, including a rock lobber. Yeah, yeah, an orc that throws rocks. Uh, when the enemy has, again, this these artillery things, it's really fucks you up. Those are incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, they're on a ridge above you. They have archers as well yeah. and a, uh, a teleporting magician. Uh, very difficult. It's just, man, like, uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't, I couldn't find an elegant way that was not just doing like a Fabian strategy, just like, well, okay, so they're going to fire, they're going to fire, you know, bows and arrows at us. Well, we're going to charge into the maw of death and choke them. Yeah. <laughs> choke them, them with our dead. dead. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, so in, in some of these situations, it was, it was really hard to find a clean way, uh, a, a clean way to make those approaches. 
because they guess the, how grudge bringers the, do. They had uh, they had they had short leashes. It was it, it, I was yeah. not able to get them to engage and like uh, pull them into a uh, pull them into an ambush like I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, after the mission, the witch hunter uh, criticizes you, says you shouldn't be fighting orcs while they're undead. I'm going to take one of your pieces of artillery, and you get to choose which one you keep. Mm-hmm. Um, here, I don't know what he's going to do with it. He doesn't have an army or anything. <laughs> no, he just, he's just going to ride on this cannon. He just wants a personal cannon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he's off doing a different video game that we don't get to see. <laughs> like, there's there should be like a Operation Ada. Yeah, for him. <laughs> <laughs> ah, th- this came with a bunch of mods and like uh weird little side campaigns i would be i would not be surprised if that was one of them it, it almost would have to be yeah <laughs> like because otherwise it is so ridiculous yeah. um i chose to have him keep the uh to keep the, keep the cannon uh so i could keep mm-hmm. the mortar just so i could have a lot of uh variety on mine like i already had a a straight firing cannon uh and the mortar is yeah. good again because uh but, but yes uh a longer range and it doesn't uh uh kill anybody that is directly in the line of fire yeah uh so we get to sylvania uh this big open field there's a lake in the middle uh there's a vampire lord there mm-hmm. uh, and then they have the screaming skull catapult <laughs> catapult uh, in warhammer apparently screaming skulls are a thing because you get a spell okay that shoots a screaming skull as well did, did you ever uh, throw later? a like a like a nerf vortex football yeah yeah, uh, very mean, similar, ex- extremely similar. Just a, a, they had those like at the recess yard uh, when I was growing up at school and you would just be walking across, uh, you know, walking along, minding your, your own business. And you hear a distant whistling like and then the thing would just fucking pelt you because somebody threw yeah. it at you from about 50 yards away. I always that, ran away because it filled me with terror. That <laughs> you, were, I, you, were, <laughs> you were very much like my, uh, my, my my troops in this. Vampire lords are no joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was a little infantry man when I was a kid. <laughs> I was a Yankee Doodle Dandy. Um, yeah, the vampire lords are no joke. Uh, fear is a huge pain in the ass mm-hmm. uh, in this. Yeah, on you. Yeah. So uh, it's 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 a bit of a complicated battle because the enemies across the way are not as much of a threat as the ones who are kind of coming up from behind. So, yeah. you know, like it's going to draw your attention because, you know, if you're deploying the if you're deploying the way you think that you ought to, uh, you're going to be pointed in one direction, looking down the barrel of the screaming skull catapult. Um, and you're going to have waves of dudes coming up from uh, from around the side. Uh, so this yeah. is one of those ones where definitely uh, I had to do my Katana Zero uh, time drug in order to uh, get this one to fire right. Yeah, really, really illustrative of a, a weakness in the game. Like, you're making strategic decisions if you have information to make them. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, the fa- like, there's nothing that there weren't hints that things were going to come out of the, the other side of the map. Yeah, and come up behind us. So, given the information you had, of course you you know you're going to deploy mm-hmm. based on the the enemy, the vampire lord. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not good design to got you that way. Yeah, like. Yeah. Um, if I was equipped with the responsiveness or, you know, the information to kind of see when something like this was coming up, uh, I could feel like a tactical, you know, master who could uh, kind of reconfigure things on the fly uh, to mm-hmm. account for things. That would be an amazing feeling. I didn't feel like I had the infrastructure necessary to make that happen. No. And yeah. and part of it is just also probably like weakness. You know, yeah. Probably just there are people probably who can do that. Mm hmm. And I'm just not them. Yeah. I'm a different person. Oh. I did different things. Yeah. 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 
So we arrive at Castle Drakenhof, um, and the witch hunter meets uh, meets us. Did it go this way for you, where he says, "Hey, the castle is empty." Yes, <laughs> he he just he just he rescued her from an empty castle. Yeah, it's real strange. Again, it's super suspicious, <laughs> but to no end. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, he turned her into a vampire. Yeah, or he's a vampire, or somebody's got to be a fucking goddamn vampire at this there, point. Is there otherwise, a, why is there all this foreshadowing? Is there a secret vampire here? <laughs> so. Yeah, and the answer is no. Nope. <laughs> yeah, How did they do that. Why did they so, do that? So you didn't get the jewel, the jewel MacGuffin at all. No. Yeah, he said he said that the uh, yeah the castle was empty. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we have to you know, and he presents the uh, the the MacGuffin. Yeah. presents her to us rather and 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 then it and then it says like oh you know we will send our units into the tunnels beneath the castle to try and catch the vampire lord as it flees like okay this is what we're gonna set up and i'm gonna deploy and it's going to be a kind of a like a close-up mission in these you know like like in the underdark or whatever right and then it just yeah. immediately goes to i can't believe we messed that up the jewel is beyond yeah. our grasp <laughs> yeah it's it, it's yeah it's very weird yeah Super, super weird. Say we just go back to Altdorf and say, yeah, so Dread King got the got, got, got that jewel, um, and you still got a vampire lord out here. I, I, I got I got an, a magical item that will explode if one of my guys dies while while it's equipped. Yeah. <laughs> got the heart of yeah. I don't I, I don't know what it what it's about. Yeah. Um it's still like we still you still win in the grand scheme of things. Uh-huh. You know, we we still did the one third of the deal yeah. for it some just, reason, but it was it's very confusing. It was telling, like you just like for for all the world, this signal was you fucked up and you missed one of the three things, um, yeah. and it, it it really really felt like it was my fault because I was making decisions along the way, getting myself involved in things very plausibly. It could have been the case if I said no to a bunch of that, I would have gotten here in time before they ran off, right? It, they both work though. Yeah. Like I've looked a little bit on like the walk, you know, looked at the walkthrough and stuff of this as well to figure it out. And that's not the case. So I don't know what we're missing here. But yeah. Something. Yeah. It was, it was confusing for me too. You're not alone. Yes. It was, it was confusing oh. communication. Um, yeah. We go back to Altdorf and, uh, Matthias, the, the, the witch hunter guy says, Hey, you know, this, the, the, this gem that we're after that, you know, that we were going for, it was some kind of warp stone. Um, and then we get Volk, Volkner or whatever he is, the, the, the court mage. He, he he consulted the cursed book again, fighting a beast made entirely of fingers. Yes, very good. I, I like do I need beast. to read, do I need to read a Warhammer bestiary? Yeah, there's beast made of fingers apparently, <sighs> and screaming skulls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so we learn that stone will enhance the malignant aura. Of the Dread King. Uh, and the Emperor says, okay, well, go after the hand and a gosh next. Mm-hmm. That's why pencils have erasers. You're fine. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's in Kislev, and the witch hunter says he has to accompany you because uh, the heretics who live there could corrupt you. There's a weird uh, part of it is like the strumpets or something that will corrupt you. Something like, like succubuses. That? Yeah, maybe. Like there, there's a weird, the, the witch hunter is also a prude. Yeah. In this. And there's the implication that Bernhard is a legendary porn hound. <laughs> there we go. And he, he will uh he will just, you know, immediately eat out Succubus One. Yeah. You know, as soon as she shows up. Yeah. But it's also like, just kind of played off like soldiers be whoring. 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to tell, you know, this is low fantasy. So I would totally believe them saying like, oh yeah, we're an army. We're totally going to hit up the brothels, dude. But, yeah. Yeah. That's what they're for. And that's what we're for. Yeah. But uh, regardless, it is it is played for comedy. On the way, uh, the king, the emperor also says, like, go through uh, this town uh, on the way and help them out. Yes. Uh, going through this. Uh, um, well, first, we're on our way to Talabahim. I get stopped by this uh, by this ogre named Erblad Rotgut, who says, hey, yes. you're you know, you're headed toward a fl- towards a flooded road. Uh, you might want to go around. Uh, this was the first time, uh, again, because the game just told me you screwed around and you showed up too late. I said no, also because, oh, why wouldn't why would an ogre okay. try and steer me right? So I, I, I said no. I didn't take his advice. Uh, I, I went with them. Okay. Um, and you get ogres. Okay. Uh, I don't remember very much about the battle mm-hmm. that you, you go with them, but it's uh, the main thing I remember about this is the cutscene of him going, War Dames, oh, Blood Rot Gut. And then uh, your guy going, that's your problem. <laughs> like saying, saying it, the little, you know, a real silly little dunk in, the, in that voice. <laughs> that's your problem. Like super pissed. <laughs> it's like, nice name. Did they, did they run out of the other ones when you went to pick them? Like, yeah, the jerk store. <laughs> they ran out of you. Um, yeah, but yeah, you go with them, you get ogres, which are good. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're what you expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted more monster units. Yeah. But I was happy to have ogres. Erblad. Yeah. yeah. Erblad and his, and his, and his folks. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought it was an ambush. So I skipped him over. Um, you get to Talibheim and I'm given a choice like, Hey, you can take some coin or a new cannon. Um, I figured that the cannon would be more worthwhile. Uh, you know, because I had been redoing stuff, I was kind of okay on coin at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this was this might be actually the difference between these things, and I could be misremembering, so nobody jumped down my throat. But I, I don't remember getting this specific choice. Mm. Uh, getting this choice, what you give up for going the ogre route? Oh, maybe. Well, yeah. So, so yeah. maybe you just you got ogres, and I got a new cannon or a choice for more, more yeah. gold. That's interesting. Yeah, I think I think that's what happened. But I could be, again, this blurs together, and I replayed so many of these fucking missions. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but we have to defend Talapheim. It's very much like, um, uh, I think it was like the second mission toward the beginning there, uh, when you were getting the fighting off the undead. Uh, you're in this town and you've got to uh, take take them out as they're coming in. But the houses uh, provide plenty of line of sight cover. So like mm-hmm. you could have your infantry like on one side of them sighting for the mortar to, uh, uh, you know, to hit, um, you know, extending their line of sight. Um, you know, and with a little bit of, again, retrying this, uh, positioning the cannons in the right spot, you end up softening them, softening enemies where they get even close to you. Yep. Uh, we get a little brigand ambush on the way on this road as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, they have Imperial cannons that they've stolen or gotten somehow that are in the corners of the map. Yep. It's very difficult. Uh, they're trying to soften you up and you have to figure out how to, uh, either get your guys close enough. Yeah. And deal with them before you die from the cannons. Yeah. Getting, getting hoisted by somebody with my own, uh, with my own tactic. Damn them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we're passing into Kislev, uh, kind of into this frozen North here, uh, looking for the, the, you know, the, the hand or what have you, the hand of Nagash. Uh, when we cross over, uh, we are greeted by an ice age, Vladimir Stormbringer. Ice uh, mage. Yeah. 
Um, it's not like you said you were greeted by an ice age. There's <laughs> an, an oh, age shit. of reckoning. Uh, yes. It's, a, it's uh, that horrible mammoth and that little critter thing. <laughs> yep. I don't oh, know no. enough about the oh, no. ice it's, age. To... It's John Leguizamo. Uh, uh, what's a, what's his name? Uh, Ray Romano and Dennis Leary. There we go. Yeah, Walk into a bar. <laughs> I leave. Uh, John Luke yeah, was always fine. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure. I bet you Ray Romano would be fine to talk to as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't want to talk to Dennis Leary. That's the thing, right? It's just uh, yeah. it, it's it's what it's a gross the... Willem Dafoe. <laughs> would have a nicotine nicotine stained willem defoe um yes uh but we cross over he was sent by uh, vladimir was sent by the tsarina to kind of escort us uh to the imperial seat up there yep we get ambushed again here as we're talking these orcs and trolls come out so it's two ambushes in a row yeah it's many Uh, ambushes (laughs) yeah yeah yep yep yep. uh the trolls are the big deal here uh they Mm -hmm. have to be hit with fire they're classic D &D Mm -hmm. trolls um that was a weird little bit of fantasy uh cross-cultural help yeah you yeah. know i just i didn't struggle with it too much because i assumed i needed fire even though that is a specific to D thing yeah i'm pretty sure yeah. mm-hmm. but i was just like this this borrows from everything yeah. that a vampire at count castle dracula on like the <laughs> fire probably for the troll yeah yeah it just ended it ended up being kind of a thing because you know your uh your grudgebringer sword will uh will fire that but it's you know got a long recharge and uh mm-hmm. even though i think you can teleport by this point if, if it's not here it's very very shortly um but uh your fire mage can only be in so many different places at once so yeah. you end up needing to like hold the trolls off um long enough to get the fire support in to uh to deal with it yes yeah uh if you like ambushes <laughs> you'll like this next mission as well yeah at, at some point this is bernhardt's problem <laughs> like put a fucking watch dude yeah <laughs> send out a scout like don't just yeah. don't just assume that everything's gonna be okay this game needs a spy economy of some kind because you're <laughs> this is your third ambush in a row when, on your way into kiss it's bush league bush league yeah 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 but we uh but we end up uh, just kind of in this frozen area uh more screaming skull launchers um and we got these uh, uh kind of cliffs that are in a switchback formation uh, and again you're just uh charging up the meat grinder to get up there mm-hmm. yep uh necromancer enemy necromancers warp around um we can this we're gonna use constrict and hold them in place mm-hmm. so we can kill them so we can't pepper us down uh when we arrive at the Tsarina's palace in kislev um, she says, hey, the undead are here as well. They're a scourge. Um, we mentioned, like, well, that's all well and good. We're looking for the Hand of Nagash, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said it's frozen inside this glacier to the north. Uh, yes. And the undead are trying to get it as well. Yeah. Um, it turns out the Hand of Nagash is not a hand. It's a frozen necromancer who served Nagash, the ancient god. Yes. She has um, scried his exact lo- exact location for us. You know, we need to go and make sure that he doesn't fall into the hands because, you know, the uh, the, the 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 servant of this old dead god uh, being in line with the uh, Dread King is not good for anybody. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the uh, as we as we go through, we're talking to one of our old friends, Ragnar and his wolves, mm-hmm. uh, the, this other mercenary band who wants us to help him with some trolls. He says he'll help us with undead. I did this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the battle is nothing, no great shakes. Uh, you just get some more units yeah. here, but then the next battle is uh, definitely harder. Mm. Um, they are more mustard. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, did, did Ragnar and his, and his men as wolves come with you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They help. Yeah. 
Oh, man. And I'm... at this point, I was still kind of like figuring out the exact line of how perfectly I had to play each mission. <laughs> right. You know, so anything that gave me more units, I was like, yes, mm-hmm. because not only uh, is that just like a better action economy and more verbs for me uh, in this, it's also a g- bigger push in or a bigger uh, cushion. Yes. You know, for for mistakes in the future, which I know I will make because the mm-hmm. game is hard. Yeah. Yeah. I was frustrated. Uh, did you end up keeping Vladimir, the the, the ice mage? Did he come with you uh, for this? Yes. I, uh, he must have died during a mission and I, I was unaware, but just one mission I had an ice mage and the next one I didn't. Yeah. It, yeah. That's also a thing in this game, too. When we talk about the information mm-hmm. issue is your attention is really split. You know, uh, here it is easy to lose things, important things without really realizing it until yeah. the, end of the battle. It's like a micro version of the the shitty, like you're fucked before you know it. Yeah. Like the yeah. battle can go pretty well, but you lost a key unit and it still might be worth restarting. Yeah, I could because I just I my, my attention was elsewhere and I didn't see the mage's portrait pop up in the bottom left corner and hear him go, ah, you know, do his little yeah. death, death yell. And then then he's gone. Yeah, I, I was down. I did not have uh, my ice mage for the rest of the game. No, I, I grabbed him. Uh, I lost one of the other ones around here. But again, it's all a blur. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we go to the uh, the northern waste here. Um, we're on a big ice map, mm-hmm. um, fighting up a hill. You know, skeleton archers, screaming skull launcher on on different bluffs, etc. Yeah. It's, it's their trick. Yes, um, it's 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 almost like a like like a like a ski slope kind of thing that they're on. Um, like mm-hmm. just uh, all of them are like standing on uh, weird little outcrops here. Um, pretty tough. Uh, your artillery is basically useless. Um, but uh, we get the location. We get to the location where the uh, the glacier is, and of course, Matthias, the witch hunter general, uh, is there. He criticizes us for being late. Um, the undead have freed the hand, and he must be destroyed in combat. Yeah. So uh, we get a little cutscene of this, uh, <laughs> this necromancer we've seen. This goofy looking guy. <laughs> yeah. This 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 uh, weird dork uh, chanting this incantation to free the hand uh, there. <laughs> And here's our climactic battle here. Mm-hmm. Uh, very difficult. Yeah. Uh, these uh, this undead cavalry unit, these undead chariots, I think are badass, but also a huge pain in the ass. Oh my gosh! It's just it's not fair when they use my own tactics against me. Yeah. <laughs> like, and again, I'm kind of. It's like it was hard enough to develop these tactics in this hard thing. Figure uh, out the counter tactics. Like, I know. I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, How do people do this in real life? <laughs> uh, they probably read books about it. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's a discipline. They hired people for it. <laughs> oh no, they're coming out from coming from the side. How could I have foreseen this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, they're 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 fast and they're tough. Um and the hand in the get in the gash, uh, either because of line of sight or just because he doesn't spawn for a while, uh it it, it takes him a while to show up. Uh and he's guarded by some wraiths and uh and a necromancer. Boy, wraiths are a real problem. Yeah, 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 and and this is on top of necromancers, which are also a problem. Yeah, if you don't have the magic uh, yeah. set up to hold them in place. Yeah, the, 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 um, this is this is a battle where I realized that like, okay, I have moved beyond just a point where you know basic tactics and investing in my dudes, you know, will get me like, I really, really need to figure out and like, look in the manual and see what, like, see what each of these magical items will do. Because I'm like, yeah. if, if one of these is waiting, um, you know, if, if a cooldown is ready to fire and I'm not hitting it, that I'm falling behind. 
Yes. Yeah. You have to use all your consumables, you know, consumables, basically. They're not consumable, but same basic principle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after you get rid of them, you go back to all, uh, Aldorf and report our victory. Uh, Volkar says that, you know, we don't have a lot of information about the, the black grail, uh, but we should head towards, uh, Bretonia. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is probably where, where there's more, more information. Yeah. Bretonia is like the chivalric France or, uh, like a, like a Britain kind of, kind of deal. Yeah. That's the place where the, where the um, grail, the grail knights are from. Yeah. And, uh, Matthias is heading there, uh, ahead of time. So we don't get distracted by puss. Of course. Yeah. Bernhardt will be corrupted with his weak mind and heart yeah. and faith and etc. Yes. So we go through on our way here. Uh, it's game real for it. You know, it's already been pretty formulaic, <laughs> yep. but you know, this is the formula, right? Like yeah. we get ambushed a couple times on the way to one of these goals. We get a choice about whether we do a side quest. Yeah. And then, then we fight the main thing mm-hmm. around yeah. this time is where I started cheating. Um, yeah. Same. You know, yeah. Using, you know, like it's, it's real cute. It's a very old style of, uh, of cheat. It's not a console command. Like you type a word on the main menu and then you'll hear like mm-hmm. a, like a cannon fire, you know, and then there yeah. are different like hotkey combinations that you can do to, um, affect your roster in different ways. All the ones that I, you know, the ones that I used primarily, I'd used, uh, like a level up on them to make my, yeah. uh, to take, to make them more durable just because it felt like, no matter what I did, my guys were were cut down way too quickly for me to be of any effect to them, to the enemies. or or to replenish. Yeah, them. You know, and that's already so fucking tough. Yeah, yeah. It what it did. I did the same thing, and the thing that it simulated was they're having random battles, and we could grind. You know, grind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I I you know wasn't going to to do, but this is. It feels like it is balanced for such. Yeah. The, yeah. the other option would be to say, oh, I didn't finish this game because I petered out two thirds of the way yeah. through. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I didn't I didn't ultimately feel uh, feel too bad. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, I mean, so you talked about things getting kind of for, for formulaic here. Like we get a uh, an undead attack. Uh, they kind of coming down two lanes. This is this is a, mm-hmm. a, a, a strange one. Like they mostly went on the right. And that lured me into a sense of conf- false confidence. Let's say that they would only be coming from the right, and then boom, one comes from the left, and I have to scramble. Yeah, <laughs> you know stuff like that. Uh, we get the king. The king says, "Hey, we don't have the black rail for you, but you should go to Musalon." Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't have anything else. He gives us some grail knights. Right. You know. Uh, as we head out, we run to an elf leader, Elrond or yeah. Elrod. Oh no! You mean even uh, Elrond? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like of Bretonia. Uh, Bretonia. Um, you know, he, uh, he, we have a history with this guy. He might be from the first game. It might just be from Greater Warhammer lore. Mm-hmm. Um, he says we need to talk to the Elf King and Queen. They have some information for us. Yes. So I accepted his offer uh, to go to uh, the King's Glade, but we're attacked by orcs um, along the way. Because, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Ambush. 
Yeah, forest roads and stuff. Uh, this is about as hard as an orc fight gets. Uh, it was I was uh, uh, falsely confident, let's say, that uh, you know I, I I had solved these, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is your, like the, the the long roadmap again uh, from the beginning, uh, except instead of like maybe a couple of like smatterings of you know enemy regiments, it is a full parade of uh, of, yes. of of orcs on the march, and so they're 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 pretty tough to break. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, we get into uh, another fight on the road here. Yep, uh, as you mentioned, you know uh, this kind of thing after we kind of get. Uh, through this, you know, so we have orc ballistas we're dealing with, um, that are tough. We run into Elrod. Elrod says there's corruption in the forest and we start another fight with the undead. Yeah. Here. Um, and, uh, fear is a big problem with this thing. We have, uh, elves and an ent, uh, yeah. but they, they get feared. Mm-hmm. Um, and the undead chariots are back and they can freeze our guys in place. Yeah. So freeze us in place while they're, while, while they're a feared, uh, so mm-hmm. they're running away, but still, uh, they're running away, not doing damage and just taking damage, uh, as it goes. Uh, the, the Ent, the tree man was the, was the big, uh, monster unit that I had here. I, mm-hmm. I ultimately ended up not, not deploying him because his advantages were not enough compared to like another, uh, let's say archer regimen, uh, things like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, like a range, any kind of range thing Yeah, is always just going to be absolute king. Yes. No. I, rather than a tree man, I'm just going to put another battery over here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so we get to the King's Glade. I speak with the King of the Elves. And he says, hey, the King of Bretonia was ashamed of the true nature of the Black Grail. The Black Grail are knights. Uh, they used to be regular Grail knights, and they were corrupted. Yes. So basically, you know, there are kind of little twists to all these MacGuffins, even though the twist for each one is it's actually a person. <laughs> right. You yeah. know, except for the first one. Like, they're just like, what if it was a guy? Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, he sends one of his regiments of archers to assist, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, we run into, we get another little side quest. Then we run into another tree man who asks for help with the undead, mm-hmm. uh, here, yeah. um, which I think I did, uh, again, though, kind of blurry. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're kept in a, a pretty advantageous position on this. You're, you're up over a lake kind of looking down, uh, like this, this is entirely meant to be like, Hey, you have more archers than you know what to do with, uh, just cut them down before they can get to you. You know, yeah. on this way there, there, there's really no reason. There's really no reason to engage in melee at all on this one. I saw that mm-hmm. I that, that I saw, um, you know, other than necromancers coming around, but that ends up being, you know, it's a, it's, you know, like a, like a, like any first person multiplayer shooter, the snipers take care of the snipers and so on in kind, yeah. you know, so my mages yeah. are keeping each other busy and then archers are dealing with the rest. So yeah. Multiple wars within wars. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we're approaching uh, this dead city of Musalon, um, and a highwayman tries to rob us, uh, tries to rob an army. This is funny, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's just a guy. He's just a dude like, who's trying to rob an he's, army. <laughs> he's got it. And, he, and you, you call him out on this. He says he's done. He's fought many armies. Yep. <laughs> like he's constantly robbing entire armies. Can you imagine, like, holding up the Marines <laughs> as a as a whole? Yeah. I mean, you know, not a Marine, <laughs> the Marines. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's just a couple of like, you know, little girls in Illinois who are calling themselves the Marines. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> that's that their case, gang. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, so uh, he's got these uh, these units of pistoliers uh, on, a, on, on his side. 
Um, and I decide to recruit him. I say, yeah, you know, here we go. Uh, join us for this. And he's surprised that we are going to this cursed place that he saw us marching towards. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when you get there, witch hunter is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, why did it take you so long? Um, you know, <laughs> Klaus shows up as well here, yeah. our German man companion. Uh, and we, uh, the undead moved to fight us outside the city. So yeah. a real big fight. Um, we got the undead catapults. We can't really get near. We end up having to use our wizard, uh, to take them out. Yeah. And then fight tons of archers again. Very tough. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah. Um, bit, bit easier to close distance on this one. I just, I, I ended up being able to flank all of them. There, there was just something about something about the, uh, the loadout of archers on their, on their side that made it difficult, I think for them to support each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we get to Musalon. Uh, we get a cut scene of the black grail, uh, cavalry, uh, charging out to meet us. It owns, they're a bunch of black knights, right? And, um, mm-hmm. we could do a big battle and it's funny because it is th- this big battle and then another big battle. And that's the end. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh we get a cutscene here which i like yep. you know the black rail uh cavalry uh cavalry mm-hmm. popping out and and charging to meet us um they're uh they're there right from the beginning it mm-hmm. doesn't show up later um yeah. on the other opposite end of the, the battlefield uh and we're fighting uh new guys here that pop in from the sides uh, lots of mummies yeah um which again, very funny. Just lots of mummies. It's <laughs> a regiment of mummies. Just an ocean of mummies uh, flooding out. Um, and I was like, okay, it's a it's a mummy. How fine is that? And then I would just see, like, okay, I would, I would start the battle and I would go and focus on other stuff. And I'd go back and say, wow, they're still fighting those mummies. And then I would yeah. check. The, and then I would check the troop count, and my guys would be down to like eight eight units out of out of twenty. And then I would look there, 20 out of 20. Well, shit, what am oh, I supposed to well, do? Yeah, they haven't killed mummy one. <laughs> like, like, again, it's it's just them piling on units that you basically have to use your wizards on. Yeah, it's, which you know. kind of undercuts, like, the cool moving troops around kind of angle. Like, if everything yeah. can be solved by a, by, by, a, by a hero unit, you know, if, that, if that's ultimately it, yeah. the key. It's, it's more that your troops have to keep the enemy parts busy until your wizard is around yeah and then you hope that they hear the order to disengage and run away so you are yeah. clear to use the aoe on the enemies uh, otherwise you're just raining hellfire down on your own dudes yep yeah yeah it's 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 kind of strange because it's like they, they they built this one system up entirely from the ground to be like you know this is armies against armies using medieval tactics you know on a grand battlefield and then also we're going to build like a diablo into this and it's yeah. it's a weird fit it's dissonant for sure yes uh when we eventually take out the the black grail which is difficult like takes uh, a lot of people to kind of put some dents into them Mm-hmm. Um, we go back to Altdorf, report of victory. The emperor says, Hey, time to make our final push against the dread King. And Volkar says the dread King is at the black pyramid in the Deadlands to the South. <laughs> uh, I don't know why they abide there to be the black pyramid, in the Deadlands <laughs> to the South, just in peacetime, but <laughs> yeah, just, we have an you know, uneasy detente with the Deadlands and the their Dead black Lands. pyramids full of mummies that are waiting like there. Like one of my roommates is a monster spawner from Gauntlet. <laughs> you know, just leave it. <laughs> I think it's cool. Yeah. It's it's in the least agreement that we can't do anything about the monster closet. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it's still there. Uh so we get a little cutscene of our, our army traveling to the desert. Uh Bernhardt and Klaus uh talk about why they uh why they fight. Uh Bernhardt says, you know, he doesn't know. 
Yeah. Uh, and his best guess is that he lives to cheat death. <laughs> I, I, live to, I, I live to exist at the intersection of sexiness and danger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's somebody talking about Sekiro on a resume. Um, <laughs> and we, we get to this gigantic battle against the Red King. Yeah. This, uh, this is rough. It, final exam that I'm glad I cheated through. Oh, so many um, mummies. Uh, yeah, like just, uh, you're at the far end of a very big battlefield, uh, and there are smaller, um, kind of, uh, pyramids out here. Uh, 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 and then you have the dread King and his, uh, and his dudes, like all of his wraiths and stuff at the, at the far end. And if you are not dealing with every single one of those little pyramids, like with the mummies around it, uh, and you go right for the, right for the dread King, uh, they're going to come up from the side and they will destroy you. Yeah. Yep, you can't. You cannot just do a beeline. It, it has to be that. inch by inch uh, in order to get that, and and hope. Like uh, you know, I ended up having to restart because the the dread king just got a little bit too aggressive on me, and that inch by inch didn't yeah. work. You know, it it sucks to to cheat and still have to restart. pretty pumped. It's but. a little bit of a bruise to the ego. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. It's it's difficult. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you, you get through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The heart of what ended up making the difference for me, the, the, the magical item that, uh, that the countess gives you, uh, like I, I gave it to like a, an infantry that was not especially, you know, well-equipped at that point. It was like, okay, if this unit goes down, there'll be an explosion that, uh, that, that does a, a good deal of damage. Otherwise that, you know, it's, it's useless. It just takes up a slot, uh, figured, Hey, last mission, uh, make that work. Mm. And then boom, it actually ended up, helping a lot so yeah. sacrificing uh, we, those grudge bringies we we, we we thank them for their sacrifice and their dorky haircuts <laughs> yep yep uh, I'll, I'll i will cut your hair in valhalla <laughs> Bernhardt. um we get this little cutscene after we take him out uh, i love this bernhardt plants his flag in the king the, the dread king <laughs> it's, it's like the video for nobody speak <laughs> it, 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 pretty badass yeah. like, uh, and then uh, he dissolves in white light yeah. And we've won. We've won the land. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're there to badass again. Yeah. Yeah. In, and Ber- Ber- Bernhardt, Bernhardt would live yeah. on to be king, one imagines. I don't know. I, he I, uh, apparently has not shown up in a lot of other Warhammer stuff, but is very popular. Because oh, of these yeah. Games. yeah. Like he's, but, he's considered, you know, he, he has a lot of fans is my understanding. I mean, playing if you spend a lot of time playing through these games like you know you go through the first one like oh i played as this guy for like 50 hours probably i'm pretty invested in his uh in 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 his arc even if it is generic and he has really really dorky dialogue yeah i Mm -hmm. i could i could see wanting to see more of him but you know the world of warhammer is gigantic it wraps around again to be kind of cool yeah like even just him specifically, like his mm-hmm. shtick in the beginning is really off-putting, and then it's like kind of charming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as a as a game, I was not having fun at the end of this. Yeah. Uh, even remotely, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, like even a little bit. So that that's a real damning thing. I I can't recommend this video game. <laughs> the, the, this uh, is. And, you know, it, it kind of has me curious, like, I don't know, I probably would never spend time on this, but like, I've played a total war game and those are fun. Like, probably like that, that might be the way to, you know, to play a strategy game in this as it, as it stands, this is, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's antiquated and it's hard to interact yeah. with. 
And, you know, you have those mismatches with the wizard combat versus everybody else. And then uh, the poor get poorer kind of nature that we that, that, that we already uh, kind of said. There's lots of stuff kind of stacked on the other side that kind of made this one, you know, sometimes, you know, I dread sitting down to a game even more than just like, oh, this the, the, this is work. And I'm technically doing this because it's an obligation, you know, like the, 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 this this is one of the ones where it's like, oh, it's hard for me to find the motivation to sit down. Uh, and and, yeah. and and go further, which again is disappointing because there are ver- there, there there are parts of this that I could see myself getting really into, and the trappings of this ended up really winning me over. That like I I resented the friction uh, that yeah. uh, that kind of kept me from being more enthusiastic about it. If if this were like five years ago when I had the self awareness, I would come away from this and say like, oh, you know, maybe I'm going to give that Shadow of the Horned Rat a, a try. Yeah, uh, no. I know that's not the case. No, like I, I'm pro- I'm not saying no to no more Warhammer ever, mm-hmm. but uh, different different genres are harder to go back to. Yes, I find. You know, uh, so like I find, and this is this is <clears throat> subjective as hell. Yeah, um, but I can play. Um, Baldur's Gate 2 or Fallout 2 and it feels not modern. Uh-huh. But it it doesn't it feels of a piece with me playing Wasteland 3 or you know Pillars of Eternity or something. Yeah. Um those are intentional throwbacks, but my point being is that it's not like playing an RTS game now and playing an RTS game then. Yeah. Yeah. Or like platformers age super well. Mm-hmm. It feels like to me like um they're obviously really bad ones, but you can go back and play a Mega Man. And it still feels pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. hey, this is a this is a Mega Man. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, RTSs have, for me, even as like a fan of the genre, have never stood that test of time the same way. Yeah, they always feel like they get to a point. There's like a point, one half to two thirds the way through, where the balance is perfect. Yeah, and, like, and kind of correct. And then it gets silly. And then it gets silly. Like they can't. Uh, same thing happened with um, Dungeon Keeper, mm-hmm. which is not an RTS, but it's a, a you know a PC game of a similar vintage, mm-hmm. where there's like a point where this like yeah this is really good, but you have to ramp up challenge and you don't quite know how to do it. Right? Yeah. Even a game that I have a good amount of um, you know uh, like experience with in the past, like I played this back around the time that it came out and I enjoyed it and I know that it's a good game. Like I'm really happy that we did StarCraft Two instead of firing up the original starcraft and brood war because yeah yes you know the like the, the those still do feel you know modern because of you know just the the vein that uh that blizzard had tapped into there are a lot of missions that are just like hey do this for 45 minutes um and yeah. then and then you're done and it's like i don't know like I, I i i've done an awful lot of i've done an awful lot of things for 45 minutes I, like I, i'm looking for like better you know, for for more goals or more interesting kind of kind of demands that you can place on me than just survive right well, and, that, and and yeah. specifically like brood war is where the the difference the reason why starcraft i think holds up as well as it does mm-hmm. is starcraft 1 uh never quite leaves that like well-balanced thing like it gets real hard at the end yeah but yeah. brood war is that from the very beginning mm-hmm. you know brood war is so is so fucking hard yeah brood, brood war, uh, it doesn't just pick up like oh like we're, we're assuming that you just finished the original starcraft we assume that you finished starcraft when you got this two years ago and you've been playing it constantly ever since yes <laughs> it's it's a weird it's a weird genre for scaling difficulty yeah you know, and I think it's one of the things that makes StarCraft II really remarkable is that it scales difficulty really well. 
um, the way that it adds in alternate uh, goals mm-hmm. and conditions, uh, things like that. Yeah. This just doesn't do that as well. I mean, there's no difficulty levels, but it, it, it doesn't do that as well. Yeah. It just ends up feeling like there are more units and more casters, and that is how they scale it up. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure um, there are people who are ripping their hair out that we're doing a direct comparison between Warhammer and Blizzard games. Understand yeah. that we just did StarCraft II here here relatively recently, and the comparison is really hard not to make because I think that those are the RTSs. RTS games. Yeah, yeah. I think that's not weird. Um, <laughs> you know, they're, they're of, a, of a lineage. It's just... Yeah. RTSs took a while to get like really golden. Yeah. You know, I yeah. bet you we'd be saying similar things if we did the Dune. Yeah, you know, probably. Uh, you know, RTS. Yeah. Or even like Command and Conquer One, which is a game I have some affection for, but yeah. you know, it also runs into that. Like we have nothing to do other than pile on really tough units. And there's also something about like the way that PC games from the late nineties to the early two thousands were paced, where you get that difficulty in scaling um difficulty. Right. Uh, yeah. You get the awkwardness there combined with just things being really gummy and like sticking around way past their welcome, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. And that happened with console games as well, yeah. where like the, yeah. everything had to, but it, it just, it, it ended up being like a confluence of factors that ended up just kind of uh, fucking up the fun factor on this game, despite yeah. kind of appreciating it. Yeah. So I'm really happy that I got a chance to dip into Warhammer, you know, had to learn about Warhammer sometime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm down to learn more about Warhammer in other contexts. I'm curious about those, uh, the, like the squad based, um, uh, uh, like, uh, Warhammer 40 K, uh, ones, yeah, you cool. know, the, the, that are kind of like, uh, uh, I, I forget the, I forget what it's like. Those seem kind of neat to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like space Hulk. Oh yeah. Space Hulk looks amazing. Oh my god! Yeah, there's cool looking shit. I just mm-hmm. this to me wasn't it. Even though again, I did kind of get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, thank you, Abe. Thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate you. Yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you, Abe, for executive producing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we appreciate that very much. If you have things to say about this or any of February's games, you have until February 15th to write in at duckfeed.tv slash contact. Mm-hmm. And those games are Professor Layton and the Curious Village, uh, this game, Warhammer, Dark Omen, and State of Decay. Yeah. Um, if you have thoughts about March's games, uh, you can write in as well. The deadline for those is March the 15th. Again, at duckfeed.tv slash contact. Uh, those games are Inscription, Aliens vs. Predator 2, king's bounty and until dawn we've got quite a lineup ahead of us yeah yeah fascinating uh lineup Mm -hmm. there i am partway through act two in inscription Ooh, i have not gotten that far in that yet so i am i am curious i just my friend uh should message me when you get there so (laughs) i can help you not make the decision i made because i have to restart my act two because i uh made a choice that uh, i chose the most difficult option on accident uh-oh and it's pretty frustrating so <laughs> is it uh does the game make it clear when you're going into act two or oh, is yeah. it okay well, no. yeah gotcha yeah. um but yeah give me a uh in in fact i can give you a i'll give you a coded slack message okay. stuff we can talk to about offline yeah we probably a coded could message once we're not <laughs> recording and it won't spoil too much okay i will i will appreciate that 
Um, yeah, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and uh, support the network. Uh, not only does that make this show and other shows like it possible, but uh, you get cool stuff in return, like the full versions of those premium episodes, uh, State of Decay this month and Until Dawn next month. Those are premium ones where um, everybody gets the generalities, but patrons uh, will get the uh, the full version with kind of the beat-by-beat beat rundown, which you will want specifically for Until Dawn. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, until next time, what should they watch out for? Um, they sh- oh, horses to the left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>